You're listening to Let's Go to the Phones on 92.9 FM, The Sack, the seventh most popular sports talk station in Philadelphia. Yes, from here on out, we demand that you call us an award-winning podcast. Yes, it is I, Uncle Coggin, coming at you live from the Let's Go to the Phones studios in 92.9 FM, The Sack. It's Let's Go to the Phones, the number one Philadelphia podcast, as voted by you, our Sports dear podcast. listeners. Our dear, no, I say podcast, Philadelphia podcast. Sure, it's fine. Yep, it, I don't think there was a, uh, I don't think there was a delineation uh, in the contest. Uh, that voice, They're that cherubic us. voice, co-host Chris. Chris, how are you tonight, sir? Hello, friends. Get it? Ooh. Masters coming up. Like ah, yeah. no, oh. doesn't know. Oh, doesn't know. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, well, that, friends. that caustic voice, as you hear, that acidic nails Ooh. on a chalkboard voice. Those are good things, right? Good answer, Pat. Yeah. Pat, it, it, this is your weekend, Pat. You love the I Masters. I do. I do love, love the Everyone the loves the Masters. Not I true. No, I don't mind the Masters. <laughs> I have <laughs> one of my idiot friends was just complaining about the Masters. It's like, will you shut up for God's sakes? <laughs> What's there to complain about? Uh, oh, right, well, this thing was um, it, it's 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 become too part of the bro culture. What the mm. fuck are you talking oh, about? Oh, well, all right. I, I get <laughs> it. Because we'll people get wear in, Masters stuff. We'll get into the Masters. But, but, I mean, before we get into the Masters, we have to talk about the real uh, tournament that happened uh, this past week. You, the people of Philadelphia, voted Let's Go to the Phones as the greatest podcast in the entire country of all <laughs> time. <laughs> Number one, baby. Number one. We defeated uh, who do we who do we beat Chris in the championship round? Full court uh, press, yeah, Philly full court press, Philly full court press. Sayonara, bunch of, of lose, yeah, so long, yeah, shit. <laughs> Man, they were sure, really very nice. They were sure, really angling nice. for that uh, that win too. They were like that. Okay, so wildfire podcasting today, mm-hmm. best of Philadelphia sports podcast tournament, right? Field of sixty four, thirty two. Uh, they, 32. They uh, actually went through only 32. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I think we were 32. How we do we even 30. get to 32? How do we even get in that? I have no idea. Randomly got put in it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we underdog created a minor buzz. Yes. We're big yeah. underdog. I think we were like 20 something. I don't think we were actually. I don't 32. think they seated it by. Seats. No, it wasn't seated someone, on anything. No, it was no, random. It was random. But so you dear the our dear vo- voters, our dear, dear listeners. listeners. Voted for voted your dear us. leaders. That's right. Us. Number one. I am. I'm surprised we won. I'll be honest. Yeah, me too. Surprised we won. Well, it was like, the I'm same not. one. I'm not. It was the same thing we had been saying all along. Uh, mm-hmm. If any, like, if Snow the goalie or yeah. Geo uh, had retweeted it, we probably would have mm-hmm. lost. To well, yeah. Well, they if, didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe if the fans of those podcasts had gone above and beyond, they didn't have to True. wait yep. for a retweet. They knew it was Snow the goalie's listeners knew it was going on. They knew. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, they fucked up they big time. We were number it. twenty-five Russ. out of thirty-two. Yep, Russ blew it. Russ, Anthony, and uh, Chris Terrian—they all blew it. So we sorry, are the Bundy. number one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was sorry, the equivalent guys. of us taking Bundy's shirt over his head mm-hmm. and just pummeling yeah. him. This is this is the ninety-seven uh, Red Wings all over again oh, for Bundy. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're huge underdogs, and we <laughs> just stole the Stanley Cup right from him. Well, he was I on still that don't, team, right? I still 97? don't think. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I still don't see how they were underdogs in that in that Stanley Cup. Who, the Red Wings? At the yeah, time, they, they like, were looking back. They had like six Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah, I mean, looking back, though, uh, uh, you can say that. But in the season, I mean, that Flyers team was just dominant. Had the yeah. MVP. He was on that team. Yeah. He oh, was, there yeah. you go. Well, it, it's, he's he's reliving the nightmare of the loss all over again. Uh, Fedorov, Lidstrom. Yeah. I don't think Eiserman made the Hall of Fame. Eiserman. No. Eisenman, yeah. Um, That's three. Yeah. I mean, they had the first, they had that sick, that really good. Who is the defenseman? We can't, Um, we can't. What? Go through the. Why not? We can't start there. Why not? All right. Casperite, Casperite. Brendan Shanahan. Yeah. Oh, Hall of Famer. Woo. Woo. That was a hell of a team. Yes. But we won. We won the champ championship. We've got a, uh, a nice trophy. I'm sure Wildfire Podcasting is sending us a trophy as we speak. And a check for a million dollars. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. Check? yeah, yeah. Or this would have all been a waste of time, an absolute waste of time. A very okay. big check they presented us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I hey, that's a nice little feather in our cap. Uh, we give a doff of the cap to all the other podcasts out there that we absolutely demolished. Yeah, uh, whoever they we were through this. Yes. Totally Do we beat the Liberty Liberty Lot? No. Um, the no, Liberty, Liberty Ballers, Ballers right? maybe. I don't yeah. know if we beat them. I think we did, didn't we? No, yeah, I guess we not. would have had to because they were in our yeah bracket. Bunch of losers, bunch of losers in this town other than us. Oh, fun fact. Okay. Um, about <laughs> about the ninety six ninety seven Red Wings. Oh, they had the a Red Wings They had podcast. a player on their team named Tim Taylor. Wow, yeah, I remember Tim. For the Detroit, I remember him. For the Detroit yeah. Wed- Red Wings. Oh, oh. Wed Wings. Wed, Wed Wings. Wings. Oh, Wed Wings. No. <laughs> oh, more more Stanley Cups. <laughs> Wow. That was really good. Anyway, that all right, that's great. all I'm going to say about. Yeah, what do you have? Yeah. Rocket powered skates? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he had a uh, automatic, uh, automatic uh, slap shot machine that yeah, would, uh, went, and it went. Yeah. It started malfunctioning. Yeah, it went. It it hit went him in the haywire. head or something. Yeah, it went haywire. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that was great. Uh, I guess we should also say before we get into our, uh, and I guess now we have to say that every segment is an award-winning segment. Yeah, since we absolutely. are now an award-winning yeah. podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have an award-winning segment with uh, Bob Wankel. We're going to be doing a big Phillies preview in about fifteen minutes with Bob, Big Bet Bob from Crossing Broad. Um, the Phillies We've done our writer. research. We've done our Phillies yep. research. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, uh-huh. I've got thirty-five questions about Zach Eflin, uh, ready and raring to go for Bob. <laughs> I haven't to even answer. I haven't even opened up the doc yet. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I fly by the seat of my jack, pants. Yeah, Coggins, our Cracker Jack research. Now, we have a lot, a lot of questions. Wow, we have a I don't lot know if we're going to get to all of them. A lot of award winning questions. We got so many yep. questions that'll make your head spin. All right. We got the best questions. We got the best, the biggest questions. It's going to be great. Uh, yep. Before we get there, uh, we, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, time for our award winning segment. Pat, this is your baby. Why don't you, yes. uh, why don't, why don't you uh, introduce this next segment? So, in honor of a great film. My wife's favorite film. And we did this segment last year, too. We did this la- was it last year? I guess, yeah. yeah. Masters and Commanders is mm, back. Is back, baby. Masters big, and Commanders. Our big Masters uh, preview. Whew. Augusta, Georgia. Beautiful Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. apparently is a dump outside of Yeah, it is. Of course. Is, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got my pimento, my pimento cheese sandwich. Uh, yes. Yep. So what else do they have there? Expect the uh, expect all the mm-hmm. articles about the cheap menu. Uh, That's right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I locked I locked my wife out of the house in honor yep. of the tournament. Uh, yeah, that's gonna course. be great. <laughs> They've allowed women in. Oh, okay. They have they? Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice was like the first one. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, she's like the first. She's like the only woman there. She's only allowed in on weekends. To clean up to her. That's they okay. like no it, with her it was like okay we got one black person one yeah. <laughs> yeah okay we're good yeah check we one from each box yeah. it's like, okay just that's it all done there it we're is very very inclusive here at augusta <laughs> um, I, i'm not a big golf fan but even i get into the masters yeah. no i'm just saying even i i the theme the masters theme on cbs yeah it's great so good it's prime nap time it, it's a great thing to watch and then just doze softly on the couch too as well it's fabulous and don't, don't forget the don't forget the masters app um hmm. or they're on their website too they you can watch like the whole thing on their oh website. really it's amazing yeah, yeah i certainly won't be doing that but that's okay <laughs> i will I oh, okay will. um mm-hmm. so i think what we should do okay is let's let's make it interesting for you cogn since you don't care Man, um, I, I do care i care about the masters. okay all right let's let's each pick two golfers okay this exactly is exactly what i said it was going to be before i know the show <laughs> and like, masters we, in command we've never done this before well, we're going to pick but two golfers. We're, okay. we're actually going to put money in 20 <gasps> bucks each fair oh yeah fine 20 bucks oh my god okay 20 so whoever okay. wins whoever has the lowest scores mm-hmm. wins okay I'll, I'll i'll take phil mickelson first oh greg oh, norman oh, okay. and greg well, norman next <laughs> how, i know how, phil mickelson's not playing how are we going to uh, figure it out with like the cut? Like, what if we have guys mm. that get cut? That's mm. hey, that's part of the game. No, well, that's what I mean. Like, if someone could. I guess you're right. Yeah, because they're going to be like a plus something. You don't want to get someone. You don't oh, you're just going pick. by the okay. Yeah, the final, okay. The, uh, final score. Right. Okay, yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, so I think we should do a, a snake draft. I think that's the fair snake way. draft. Okay. All right, masters we'll and commanders. We're we'll getting very confused. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> You, uh, since it's your segment, Pat, you can go. I, I'll give. Uh, you can you can hit from the ladies' tee, and you can pick first. Mm. All right. I will take number one, Cameron Smith. Mm, okay. Sheesh. Yep. All right. Interesting. So my number one. Number one pick. All right. You can go give next. Me... It's fine. Uh, I'll take you Brooks can... Kepka. You can, uh, Brooksy? Uh, you can also look Coggin if you want at the odds. Okay. I don't know if that's gonna help you or not, but okay, you're assuming I'm not doing that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I, uh, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Well, I I did write about the Masters today too, so it's fresh in my mind, Pat. Okay. Um, All right. I'll, I'll, so I get to pick two here since it's a snake draft. I get my it's two. Someone, we're not writing these down. All right. <clears throat> uh, oh I'll yeah. Pick, sorry. I will. Okay. You picked. I Kip, will pick. Okay. I'll pick Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Why is he so hot? Whatever. Bad. We'll see that. And Bad then pick. I'm going to pick Xander. My boy Xander Shoffley. Mm. Like All right. Me. Then I'll pick... Uh, it's your San Diego State. That's right. I'll pick Justin Thomas then. All right. Thomas. All right, Pat. You have to pick Tiger Woods, Pat. No, I'm going to pick... Um, Maybe. I'm going to pick Colin Morikawa. Okay. Boom. All right. There we go. I'd I would have, I'd have picked Tiger Woods if I had some assurances that he was not driving himself to the Masters. <laughs> but I, I I don't know, so I can't I can't take that risk for the twenty dollar pot. What else is interesting about the Masters this year? Hmm, Jim uh, Nance, Phil Phil's yeah. not playing for the first no, time no. in 
uh, since ninety two, I think. They said, yeah, ninety two or ninety four. Is he just doing it because of all the? The, like the shitstorm that he got about like Dubai and I, like yes yeah that is why yeah, yeah they might have suspended him really like on the hush hush you think yeah like uh, yeah, we're not gonna like, like say um, it but like no he was or invited. I think he just said like I I think he just said like uh I'm taking a leave of absence huh yeah because it said he was invited um wow but he pulled out nice. Um, Just like the hmm. U.S. pulled out of the Mideast, Pat. That's how we bring it all the way back in. Wow, so good. Mm -hmm. good. That's my political commentary right there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, Phil's not not golfing, whatever. Matsuyama's Um, hurt. He's got a bad neck. He's got a a bulky neck. neck. Did you see that, uh, that big neck term? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big lawsuit neck brace. Ah. He's going to sue Augusta. He's going to fall. He's going to fall into one of the bunkers and sue them. None of us took John Rahm. I know. The... Why is he the odds on favor? He's, he's, he's not going to win. I never like never good. like to get the he's very good. never win. No, no, no. He's no he good. Won, he won the Masters, didn't he? Maybe. Hmm. So, Who are like some long know. shots? Pat, I mean, you, you. What about Adam Scott? I feel like Adam Scott is always. No, I would no. not take him. No. Uh, one guy I like who's I'm looking at the odds here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tommy Fleetwood's plus eight thousand. Mm-hmm. He could make a he could make a good run. Yeah, uh, Bubba Surge. always plays. Bubba always plays well. He hasn't come Masters. close to winning. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, I know, but he yeah, he won't win. Okay. What about DeChambeau? Nobody picked DeChambeau. He's hurt. Bison. He's Is playing, he? but he's he's injured. I think he'll do okay. Yeah, okay. he'll be fine. Um, what about Daniel else? Hamburger? I'm assuming that's his his middle his nickname. This is a very big long shot. <laughs> I like. Uh, I was just glossing I'm over just, that yeah, one. What did you say? Anyone's even listening to you? <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, Hamburger. Daniel Hamburger. I like uh, our Irish Coggins just cracking himself up. Um, Sorry, Patty Patty Harrington. Oh, Pat, Patrick Harrington. All right, I, I make. You might want to look at him to go like top. I don't think he's going to win, okay. but golf was invented 10? in Scotland, Pat. If you didn't know that, a neighbor of Ireland. Here's one. Sounds want the one? same too. Sure. Uh, Robert McIntyre plus fifteen thousand. All right. His first Masters was last year, uh, and he finished uh, tied for twelfth. Okay. And I he's had hear... a good year so far. I, I think I saw one random thing online that i was like oh okay i'm gonna bet on this guy and i i don't even remember where it's from anymore <laughs> gary woodland plus ten thousand. i like I'm gary woodland i'm in mm-hmm. all right yeah I, like, like, a bunch of money I, I think he that. was like a value bet i was like oh it's a good guy too yeah is he's, he why he's a good man yeah how so um have you ever have you ever seen that viral video of him with uh no golfing with this girl that has this little girl that has down syndrome no i have not seen it's that. very good is like, it he like pumps her up and she she pars mm. a par three at uh mm. at the waste management that big waste management right. par three yeah, all right goes crazy yeah gary all right Good gary's guy. our boy gary is the official i think he's the official let's go to the phones good guy pick who the yes. gary player gary woodland gary, <laughs> gary, player. gary woodland okay wasn't gary player always on like the the espn like the nude um the body issue <laughs> i don't yeah, know I think he was, was he? i yeah. think he has gary been, yeah. player yeah, because right. he's like in like incredible shape. 
What about Sergio? Wait, he's Sergio have any shot? No, I don't think so. No, I don't know. Is Jack Nicholas still alive? He is, right? Uh, Are they going to trot him out there? I think he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I don't so. think he's alive. He's Gold, definitely I'm pretty alive. sure he's 82 alive. years old. Golden. Oh, I'm Bear. thinking of uh, I'm thinking of Jack Nichols. You're thinking of Jack Nichols. Arnold Palmer recently died. Jack yeah. Nicholson deceased. Yeah. Who is awesome yeah. still alive? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna do the someone's gonna do the horrible impression that they did last yeah. year. I can't. I I where's I the tea it. box? Oh, that was wow. <laughs> that, that was, was an all time moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's uh, it. Did someone you see? No. Did you see box? The uh. One of my favorite Masters traditions is that yes. the previous winner gets to pick the uh, the dinner for the winners. This, oh, I this saw year, that. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's a great tradition. I this saw that Matsuyama picked like like a bunch like of a great, uh, yeah, like a bunch of dumplings like and one. stuff like that. Yeah, well, no I dumplings. Geez. Yeah, I thought oh, it was in uh, sushi. No, no, <laughs> yeah. it was sushi, sashimi, and sigiri, and then yakitori chicken skewers as an appetizer starter. Huh, I could have miso glazed black cod. The main was a wagyu. Uh, mm. ribeye, nice dessert with a Japanese strawberry cheesecake. Sounds that's, incredible. That does sound very good. I sworn I saw like gyoza or something on that. Nope. Damn. Maybe I just maybe I just want some dumplings. The one that was just... horrible. I I saw this article that was like in the past. Mm-hmm. Tigers from 2020 was horrible. What was that? Uh, hamburger probably. No, no. Because they have to pay over... for it, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're cheap. Uh, no, it's just all over the place. Uh, the Augusta roll of tempura shrimp, tuna, avocado, eel sauce, and tempura flakes. All right, that's a home run right out of the box. But Chris. main course is uh, steak and chicken fajitas, grilled vegetables, refried greens, Mexican rice. I don't know. Just and then the greens. dessert is flan. Yeah, and yeah what are refried have greens? The, uh, <laughs> I didn't say greens. Yes, it did. You did. did. I don't think I mentioned the beans. <laughs> Refried greens, you said. Mm, that sounds. Mm, I don't think that yeah. sounds too bad. It doesn't sound bad, but it's just, what are you doing? Didn't somebody make like? It. Didn't somebody recently make like a really like racist joke about like the master's dinner? Wow, you uh, probably. What, yeah. 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 Uh, what are you having? Uh, all sushi. All sushi and dumplings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's mm. right. Oh God, I have to look that up now. No, it was something stupid, something no. bad. Um, oh. Oh. Mm. There was one in the past where mm-hmm. uh, somebody said something super racist about Tiger Woods. Yeah, that might be what I um, But Ooh, I think we should was? start Stop to move laughing. on to our... I know, it's uh, not, not funny. I think we should start to move on to our Phillies preview because I believe our special guest has arrived. He's arrived. five minutes early. Jesus yeah. Christ. My goodness. Our award-winning guest. Yeah, we we're, were getting, um, thank, we're getting right in the swing of God. things with the Masters. Actually, thank God. We were running out of shit to talk about <laughs> We were the running Masters. out of steam with the Masters. At <laughs> the Masters dinner. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, what was it last year? I don't even remember. Yeah. Oh, let's ask Bob what he would give it. Yeah, that's a good dinner. one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very nice. Bobby Wankel on. There he is. There's Big Bet Bob. Yeah. What's going on? Hold on there one second. Is. Let's get the. There's the video. There, oh, there, he is. there he is. He's got the Phillies pennants up there. Oh man, he's yeah. ready. It's like an eight-year-old kid's bedroom in the back of there. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Going on. Sheets. This is the this is the basement area here, you know. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Very nice. right. It's not bad. Right. Bob Wankel, yeah. Philly's that... beat writer, crossing broad broad. How you doing, buddy? Nobody I'm all talk. right. I actually have to dust off the uh, beat writer credentials in a, about 48 hours here. I guess a little less than. That's right. You get I... you're getting back in there for opening day. Yeah, back in the saddle. Haven't really done a whole lot. Been busy, as you might know. 
No, not no. You're not certainly not doing anything for uh, Canada right now, are you? No, no. no. Good little, times. little insider baseball. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, okay. little XL, little XL media humor there. They have baseball Funny. in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Bob, thanks for coming on, buddy. We're a little Absolutely. more. Ja- we're a little more jazzed up to talk Phillies with you this year than we have. I think we had you on before the last season, which was just kind of a slog going into it. <laughs> but this season, there's a lot of juice with this team, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. You know, I, listen, listen, I, uh, I remember doing this. I think I guess it was probably like this time last year. And I was like, yeah, you know, like if things go well, maybe they finally make the playoffs, that whole deal. And obviously that didn't didn't happen um i kind of feel like we've been here before though like it's weird like the city's really excited it's awesome to see but from like a personal standpoint like you know you see behind me here like i have the phillies pennants and stuff like i tell people all the time like i try to be professional when i go down there and like play things straight but you know i grew up a phillies fan i love the phillies uh and i i want them to do well i just do you know mm-hmm. and um it's it's good for the city it's it's good for sports fans here it's good for the bars locally but like, I feel like we've kind of been lied to the last couple of years. Like, this is the year they're finally going to break through. It's been eight years, nine years, ten years. I gotta see it. Oh, uh, come on. I mean, you look. I, I somebody tweeted out. I saw the other day the opening day lineup. I think it was the 2017 Phillies, and it was like Odubel Herrera, Michael, my, you know, Michael Franco, Tommy Joseph. Uh, like Rupp, I think was catching as like, yeah, it's like, yeah, there was some juice for that. Yeah. There's always some excitement, but at least these guys and this lineup definitely passes the eye test as opposed to like years past when we were, uh, uh, counting on Odubel Herrera to hit like 30 home runs for us. You know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like this year they're going back to the sort of the 07 Phillies blueprint of winning games trying to win games like 12 to 10 every night you know what i mean like at least they'll be fun in that regard totally agree i mean listen like i i know i preface the whole thing by saying like we'll see you know who knows but i'm i I think this is a good team i do and i mean the lineup i think that there's five guys that can approach 25 30 home runs uh i think the power is legit i do think it's going to be one of the three best lineups in the national league i actually really like your starting pitching if it stays healthy those five guys that they have in that rotation, I think that you could stack them up with most teams. I mean, they're not the Dodgers, but it's a good rotation. My question there is, you know, if someone gets hurt, then they have almost no depth. Then you're looking at guys like Bailey Falter to take down meaningful starts in a division where there's just like no wiggle room at all to, to go through a dry spell. Like this isn't going to be a, you know, 85 win team is going to take the division type of situation. So I like a lot of things about this team. I think the bullpen is better. You know, I mean, it almost has to be, although I guess we said that last year. Um, There's a lot to like here. There's a lot to be excited about, and people should be excited. And, you know, I hope that baseball's back in the city and that people go down there and they get all fucked up and they they get drunk and they enjoy it. And, you know, like shades of 08 through 2012. Are we doing the F word on this show? Yes. Fuck, 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 fuck. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Uh, do you think Nola returns at all? Like, does is he as much of a question mark as he was last year? Like, you mentioned the pitching and the starting rotation being so good. Do you think he bounces back, or are we looking at like 
weirdo Nola from last year. <laughs> I love I love the use of the word weirdo. I think it's, <laughs> True. it's fairly appropriate. Um, yeah, I mean, like, listen, he's got good stuff, and you read all the deep dives and the analytical stuff about, you know, he actually his results should have been a lot better than they really were. But, like, I mean, it just came down to the fact that the pitches are still good. They still have a ton of movement on them. The velocity is no different, but he really struggled to keep the ball low in the zone last year. And there were just times where even when he was rolling, like all of a sudden he'd get up in the zone and he'd get hurt. You know, he just doesn't have that premier velocity where if you're going to make those mistakes up in the strike zone, that he's going to get away with it on a consistent basis. I, I still think he knows how to pitch. I think he's a really polished pitcher. I do believe that, that he is not what we saw last year. I just think when you're a guy that's so successful, and this is like goes for anything, when you're so successful or so good at something for so long, you don't really experience setbacks. I think it's hard, you know, when, when you're so successful to deal with setbacks. And I really just think he couldn't get out of his own way at some point last year. Are we going to have to see like 20 tweets every time he pitches? Like he has one good inning and it's like Aaron Nola is an ace. Yeah, we're gonna have to I, see I that like, again. <laughs> I, I think even like the like Aaron Nola is an ace people that were like so so ready to to do that last year. I think even by September they were like, shit, he may not be an ace, you know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if he's an ace. I don't know if he's a one B. I don't know if he's a two. But I, I do think he's a good major league pitcher, and I think he'll have a much better year this year than than he did a year ago. He was so bipolar last year. I mean, you could just almost set your watch to like him having two, three good innings and then giving up like a two strike hit and then just imploding, just having one inning where like, you know, he's lights out. Like Chris said, like you get the tweets going like, oh, like Aaron Nolley's got six K's through three, no, in, no runs. And then like four and then in the fourth inning, he'd be lifted and his line would be like four and two thirds inning pitched seven K's, six earned runs, you know, like it's just it's so weird that he can't just all of a sudden he can't string together like those quality long starts that he was, you know, especially what was the year like 18 where he was uh, a, or 19 where he was a uh, really in the Cy Young race at the very end. Like it's, just, it's a very, he's, he's, he's a very strange athlete in this city to have to watch pitch every uh, couple of days. Absolutely. There were a lot of like anomalies with him last year though. You, he was terrible with two strikes he really struggled you know gave up a ton of runs with two outs looked like he'd get out of innings and he just couldn't find a way to kind of slam the door it's just a really strange year on a lot of different levels statistically when you watch it like you said there'd be times where he looked dominant almost batter to batter where you're like he looks like the guy that we thought he was and then you know he was at at points probably their fourth most effective starter for prolonged stretches so you know, I, I do think that that's obviously a wild card, but I still think there's a lot there. Bob, um, what's the over under for when Michael Barkan steals one of your stats and tweets it out as his, as his own going into the season? Yeah, I um, it's it's amazing. Like you sit down there like I work with people that you work with <laughs> like I'm not like, I know I'm not like, you know, uh, like I don't have 40,000 Twitter followers or anything like that, but I would say like, I'm quasi relevant, at least like quasi relevant in the Phillies stratosphere. You're so a known like, commodity. Literally to take deeply researched tweets and then verbatim copy and paste them like, and put them out three minutes later is offensive. It's more offensive than his glasses. <laughs> have you I called him out for it? I, oh, I, I was going to say, I wouldn't have brought it up if you didn't call him out several times for it 
it, it's it's wild that he keeps doing it too. And I don't. He's done it. He's done it two different times, and uh, I did call him out. And I've had like notable media people go like, "He's a good guy. Like, take it easy on him." But like, yes, he obviously he obviously took your tweet. <laughs> like, take it easy so, on him. God. Yeah. No. It's been in like the like he's like the number like. I think he can handle some criticism. He's been in the city for like 35 years. It's like, take it easy on him. Like he should be quoting you and giving you credit and yeah. like helping you like ah, fuck him. And there. it's like, it's, it's amazing too, because like he has producers that do research for him. So right. just steal their shit, you know, like steal their shit. That the people that you're paying and pass it off as your own. Yeah, and so then all... uh, <clears throat> I was out, I was out tailgating uh, an Eagles game in the beginning of the year. And uh, it was when they were playing the chiefs. And I was, you know, all tuned up and I was like, make sure you tune in to Eagles fake <laughs> outrage live. And I started going at him. <laughs> yeah, Bob Michael versus Michael Barkin. He doesn't That's know right. that we're like having a beef on Twitter, but we are. Of course. Yeah, do you think he knows? Think he's, he, do you think he's acknowledged to somebody that he stole your tweet? I don't know that he acknowledged no. it, but I definitely know that he has seen, seen my tweets going at him. And he's just like, I don't, how do you play this? Like, because one thing that's kind of weird with crossing broad, like people, people don't really want to mess with crossing broad too much because like you never know what's going to show up. Right. Like, I don't know that you like want to make an enemy of the site. Like, you know, especially with Kevin, like, you know, Kevin has a thing for Howard Eskin, right? Like I don't think Michael Barkan wants the Howard Eskin treatment or the Cataldi treatment. I don't think, you know what, as much as we rag on Howard, I don't think Howard gives two shits of, of his public perception anymore. I think Barkan would potentially, I mean, the thing with Barkin is <clears throat> those like thing, those stats that you tweeted out were like well-researched deep dive. Like you're not just going to stumble across those. Like you have like, to like actually look for them and be like, okay, like, three for his last 10. Like it exactly, wasn't exactly, ex- exactly. It's not like, Oh, uh, uh Segura is hitting uh 275 over his last 15 games. Like they were in depth stats and he's just like, Hey, I found this awesome yeah. stat from the Phillies. Check this Look at out. me. Look at yeah, me. My research department just sent me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. I, I don't Ironically, know. Ironically, by the way, I sit next to Howard Eskin uh, at Phillies games. So. I know you guys pal around down there. That's cool. Uh, you know, uh, I just say, hey, listen, I don't have anything to do with Kevin. You know, that's Kevin does his own thing. <laughs> I don't agree with Kevin. <laughs> Has he ever brought up Kevin to you? No, he hasn't actually. He'll like take a dig at crossing broad occasionally. He'll just say, like, yeah, nobody reads that site anyway. Uh, <laughs> as, as everybody at his radio station checks it five times a day. Um, yeah, seriously. So, yeah, you know, you got that. That's that's pretty cool. Has Howard ever worn a fur coat at a Phillies game? He has to. <laughs> no, right? never fur coat. Never fur mm. coat. That's bad. Oh, well. Uh, so you talked about a little bit about the bullpen. And, you know, again, saying, you know, we're all saying, oh, they can't be as bad as last year, which is what we've been saying for the past five years. But what are you hearing on Dominguez, Sir Anthony Dominguez? Uh, You know, he looks like he's sort of been up and down the spring. He looks like he's been dominant at points. And then others, he's looked like he has absolutely been out of baseball for a couple of years and is coming off like the major arm surgery. You know, what are you seeing? Uh, Do you think he can? be a, a, a big time contributor this season. Uh, what do you see his role being as we, you know, sort of settle in? Yeah. Um, I mean, so listen, I watched him throw like simulated games uh, at the end of last season, I guess late August, 
he was like 92, 93. And you're like, this guy's going to have to reinvent himself. Like he's just not the same pitcher. You know, you see him hitting 96, 97 though. And you're like, all right, well, the arm's back. And so that's really encouraging. I mean, to get that velocity back and, and to be in that type of range is, is huge, especially how he looked late last summer. You said it. I mean, he's been inconsistent. He's looked great at times. He's looked a little bit rocky at times. So I think, you know, he's done enough to earn his way onto the roster. I think on merit, I don't think that they're going to say, here's the eighth inning, here's the ninth inning, go get the most high leverage, you know, to be a baseball dork, you know, go get like the, the most important out of the game right here. But I do think he's a guy that, you know, hey, you're working him in the sixth, maybe the seventh, like lower leverage spots. And you just see where he's at. I think for a while it's going to be tough. I think you're going to get nights where you're like encouraged by him. And then you're going to get nights where he takes a step back. Kind of what you've seen this spring. I think the hope for the Phillies is by, you know, June, you know, the beginning of June, he sort of hits his stride, gains a little bit more comfort and is a little bit more consistent. So I think the Phillies are optimistic. I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic, but when you miss that amount of time, you do have to hold your breath a little bit. Is speaking of, of being up and down, Jose Alvarado, is he going to have the same the same role as last year? I mean, he was a an absolute roller coaster every time he went out. Yeah, yeah he was wild. I mean, it was like you it would just go from batter to batter. We're like, this guy, I can't believe this guy's a major league pitcher. And then, you know, a batter later, like he's one of the nastiest relievers yeah. in the National League, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that ideally with Brad hand there, like, and I know that he struggled with the, the blue Jays last year. Mets, he was kind of up and down himself, but a guy that has late inning experience, I think that having hand there takes a little bit of the onus off of just saying like, Hey, Jose, you're, you're basically our only left-hander. You're, you have to go do it late in games. So I think that you'll see him a little bit everywhere. I think you'll see him a little later on eighth inning. I think you might see him in certain spots in the sixth. I think that if the Phillies were, able to kind of map it out the way they want to. You'd probably see Jose Alvarado earlier in games. Uh, I, that's my thought. Not in the eighth inning. In the, I don't think you'll see yeah. him in the ninth at all. And you did see him in the ninth a little bit last year too. So, yeah, I mean, I think that what he was last year is exactly what he'll be again this year too. Are we going to have two platoons to start the season in center field and at third base? Yeah. Um, and so start of the infield, I guess like it's not – you all right over there, Bob? You know? I'm all right. I'm okay. Hey, what happened? Bob, who's Bob? Hacking up talking? a lot. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Hacking <laughs> up a lot over here. Uh, talking to myself. Sorry. Um, so uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, the infield, right? Like, I think that there's enough to go around for everybody. So, like, you remember last year watching the Phillies down the stretch and they're a game out. It's a must-win situation. And, like, starters are resting. And you're like, what the hell are they waiting for? You know, like, now's the time to go. And you've got JT Real Muto sitting out and Andrew Knapp's catching, you know, a critically important must-have game. So I say that because I think early on in the season, what is it, 23 games in 24 days, you have two middle infielders that are on the older side, on the wrong side of 30. You have a first baseman in Reese Hoskins who will probably take some games at DH. You Just the way that Joe Girardi is, so conservative, I, I think that there will be plenty of opportunities for Bryson Stott to play third, some starts at short, some starts at second. And I think you'll see Alec Bone play a little bit of first base as well. So I think it will all sort of work itself out where both of those guys get a good amount of time. But, yeah, like at the end of the day, it's a platoon. So, yeah, I think you're definitely going to see those two play a ton in April. And I think the Phillies are kind of just waiting to see almost like an extended spring training. Who's going to really win this job? Who's going to really run with the job? Things change in a hurry. Like Didi Gregorius pulls a hamstring. There's no platoon anymore. Bryson Stott's your shortstop. And, you know, Al Bohm's, for the most part, 
going to be your third baseman, or maybe Johan Camargo fits in. Centerfield, listen, I need to see more of Mickey Moniak. I respect – I saw somebody tweet today. It's like it's a shame that the Phillies were so so poor off for so long that all it took was for someone to show up and say, why don't you stand closer to the plate? <laughs> you know? But – I mean, he's been awesome. I mean, he, again today, and he did get hit on the hand, but it looked like x-rays were negative. He's earned the right to come north with them, but he's got to do it in a major league game. I mean, and, and do it consistently. He did it for 35 at-bats in Clearwater. You know, I, I'm not ready to say, like, Mickey Moniak is, is here to stay, but definitely has earned the opportunity, uh, especially with Odubel Herrera, who probably wouldn't be available until the end of April, uh, it looks like at this point. And then Matt Veerling's done a nice job as well. So, yeah. Kind of reminds me of the 93 fills, platoons everywhere. That's right. That's like right. Very nice. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. This oh, 93, 93 fills. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nobody ever talked. I feel like nobody ever talks about the 93 fillies, you know? No, no they're never forgotten. Heard they're forgotten them. ball, a, a forgotten club of uh, ragtags and misfits uh, uh, back in the day. Uh, does Joe does Joe Girardi have the luxury of assuming that he has the entire season? Like if they get this has been the this is probably the best lineup, the best team he's had, the best team in Philadelphia, probably in the last five, six years. They get off to a slow start for a couple months. They're a couple games under 500, third place in the, in the division. Does he make it? Do they keep him on? What happens then, Bob? I have not heard that question asked. It kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, I think. That's so probably. stupid. There's no way he's going to get fired. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I don't think so. I didn't say he was going to get fired in a month. Does he have um, the whole year? I, you know, listen, I think it probably depends on, on like the shape of the season. If three starting pitchers go down, you're like, well, what's he going to do? Right. Like, and I feel like that's kind of what we've done the last four or five years with Phillies managers. Like, you know, where I was at on Gabe Kapler, I thought he was a little bit unfairly treated, whatever. You know, I mean, he did win manager of the year last year, just saying. I agree with you. So, uh, are, you, are you a Gabe guy? Do I I'm have a Gabe a, guy. I'm the only Gabe guy. I'm the uh, only one yeah. on this podcast. Yes. Looking back, yeah, you're looking back on that through rose-colored glasses. Not true. That is not true. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, like, listen, with, with Girardi, <laughs> I've been underwhelmed. I, I do think he's a little bit limited in what he's had. Like, these have been flawed teams, but sometimes I just feel like there's something missing there. Uh, but this is by far the best team he's had, the, the best shot he's had to win. And if everyone's healthy and they're putting up runs and it just comes down to like the bullpen's not doing it again for a third year, he's not able to kind of piece it together. And, you know, they're kind of just lifeless on certain nights. And yeah, I guess I could see some crazy scenario in like August where if the Phillies are kind of hovering and, and they have like one last shot, you know, that, that's usually the, the desperation move mm-hmm. is, to, is change managers and, I think he certainly has until August, you yeah. know, but I really do think it kind of depends on how the season plays out from injury standpoint and, you know, those types of factors. I mean, has the anyone, oh, sorry, has, I was going to say, just talking about Girardi, has anyone made the comparison of Girardi and Doc Rivers? Because I see a pretty big comparison with them to with Doc Rivers winning with the Celtics with three Hall of Famers on the team and Girardi winning with God. How many how many Hall of Famers were on that 09 Yankees team? Uh yeah, quite, quite a few. few. I mean, they yeah. beat the Phillies that year, Pat. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do. I remember okay. that very well. They almost didn't. Not like a Alex Rodriguez home run that like scraped off the camera and went yeah. over. Okay. Uh, you remember that? Um Awful. 
you know what? It's it's a good comparison, and I think you might hear it more this season than you did previously, especially because I think this is the season now where Philadelphia hates Doc Rivers. Like I think last oh, year yeah. we were trying to figure out like, do we hate Doc? Do Rivers? we hate him or not? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if we hate him, and I think this year we've we've gone full hate. So now I think you'll see that if the Phillies struggle. And, you know, there's just night after night, like these like head scratching lineups, head scratching moves late in games. Yeah, I think you'll probably start to hear that comparison more and more. I mean, Joe Girardi really doesn't have a lot of excuses here this season. They've won out. They've spent as much money as, you know, all but two or three teams in the game. There's expectations. He should have all the pieces necessary. And if they don't perform well, I think you're going to hear that comparison quite a bit. Can we not call – What's his face cheap anymore? I don't think Middleton. 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 I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. I, I, don't, too cheap? I don't know. I, why, yeah, I, I wish we could still call him cheap. I wish that could still be an excuse, but I guess it can't be. My criticism of John Middleton isn't that he's cheap, and I don't really think it was ever fair to call him cheap. I know he didn't go over the luxury tax, but he spent a lot of money the last few years with almost no return. And like at some point, I know it's like, well, he's a bazillionaire, and so just spend the money. But at some point, as a business person you would say to yourself like i keep spending money and the guys that i'm letting spend this money are giving me no return i mean they've been in the top six seven in payroll now for a handful of years so cheap i think is unfair but when you say like go i'll do anything to get my effing trophy back and then you don't do everything you sort of set yourself up for that criticism and that's sort of my biggest issue with john middleton is it seems like every time he talks you're just like I mean, he makes Jeffrey Lurie seem captivating and, and smart and in touch with reality. <laughs> like, he, he, even after they went out and they, they do the Castellanos deal, he's like, well, I would be walking down the street and, and people would say to me, like, I wanted you to stay the course and I didn't want you to go over to the tax. And you're like, absolutely nobody. Who would ever <laughs> say that? <laughs> absolutely nobody said that to you. No. Like, that did not happen. Yeah, save money. I don't even John, know that you please. were walking around the streets of Philadelphia, frankly. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah, you weren't like doing that either. No shot. So. I, I would have thought you were going to say you didn't like his toupee. That's what I would have. That's what I was going to say. That's all right. Do you, uh, that's my next question. Do you think it's a toupee? Do you yeah, think do you it's you? a toupee? Or do you think it's a... <laughs> that's a long, rant, long-standing theory on the show yeah. that he well, has. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. As somebody that uh, finally did receive full season credentials, I'd like to not. Oh, yeah, true. That's true. Okay. You can, you can do right. some well, in-depth research, some on the mm-hmm. on the job research. Look, give See us some tips. Give it to Barkan. He'll tweet it out. Yeah. Send yeah. send me a text. Get it. Buy a burner cell phone and then send me a text one day that says to pay or no to pay. <laughs> and we'll run with it and we, we'll be good to go. <laughs> um, like bump into him real hard one day. Yeah. You ever yeah, see yeah, him t- in the hall? Tussle, it, tussle his hair yeah. a little bit. You're like, hey, John, good job this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him like a, like a noogie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Yeah, it's like the Seinfeld uh, Lane trying to figure out if the woman has breast implants or not. You're going in. You're going into the uh, spa, Bob. You got to figure it out for us. Yeah, push him into a pool or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who um who are the Phillies? Who should they be? I mean, obviously the Braves are still going to be there uh, at the very end, even though they lost Freeman. Um, should the Mets? Should we be worried about the Mets or are they still the the L, no. the, the Lowell Mets? Are they still uh, they've already had some injury, some injury news with the Grom and I think Scherzer. Oh, I know. I think Scherzer is going to be OK. But, you know, what's going on there? And is it you know, are they going to be there at the end or is it just going to be the same old story with the Mets? 
if it were any team but the Mets, I'd say you should be very afraid, you know. <laughs> but there is just something about that team where you it looks so good on paper, and for a while they'll probably play well, but you're always just sort of waiting for, for something to happen, and it probably will happen. That being said, I guess the thing that gives me a little bit of pause about writing them off is that that owner is insane. And I, I truly believe that he will do anything. Like it's almost like franchise mode of a video game where you're like, all right, I got a guy hurt. Like, how am I, I'm just going to go buy someone else. I'm going to do anything I can do to win. And I, I think he's so hell bent on it that even if that team is kind of like slogging along in July or they have injuries, I feel like he's just going to go out and, and say, we're going to fix it. So that's what really concerns me about the Mets is that that guy, you know, Steve Cohen, I keep saying that guy is so motivated and, and willing to spend so much money. It's concern. And I think it's going to be a concern for a long time. If you're a Phillies fan, yeah. um, the Braves to me though, are the best team. And I mean, that a super hot take, I guess, right. They won the world series yeah. this year, and, <laughs> you know, they lose Freeman, which is, I think maybe like a might hurt your, your team chemistry, I guess, but I mean, you're going to get Ronald Acuna back. Matt Olson's a stud. I mean, there's just, they're really good team. So I think this is a very, very good division. I actually do think three teams from the NL East will make the playoffs too. Wow. Hmm. I didn't realize Buck Showalter was their manager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a guy like, you know, he, you know, yeah, I don't know. He's just kind of sucks. Yeah. 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 That doesn't scare me. I mean, He's a no, roster, he's kind of maybe idiot. a little bit, but he's had incredible teams like those the Oriole teams like that were so good. And he never won the World Series with. They them. weren't that good. They were so good. They were unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point, Bob, about the crazy owner because Steve Cohen is like he is he's like on Twitter like fighting with fans. Yeah, he's like I he's love like that. Leaking, actually, he's like leaking uh, uh, like discussions that were had in the clubhouse. It's stuff that you've never seen before. And yeah, Pat, I agree. I kind of like that. I do. I, I do. like that. He's like airing like the dirty laundry <laughs> and he's like, he's like, God damn it. Like these guys suck last year. Like, come on. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And he is he's he's not afraid to like spend another couple hundred million to make sure that team gets over the hump and is not like a national embarrassment anymore. Yeah, I mean, you could see him sitting there. It's like how we like people tweet the Sixers as they're like imploding in the fourth quarter. Like you could see like he's picking up his phone and he's like <laughs> screaming at his phone, like calling his GM, like get me someone else, you know? And Seriously. I think that's, that's really what he is. You By the way, that. like I don't think the Marlins are bad either. Like I know wow. that like that's been like a thing that's floating out there all of a sudden. So I don't want to just like echo the other things that are being said, but like they can pitch. Their starting rotation is very good. So the NL East is going to be, it's going to be challenged this year. And, you know, I think the Phillies probably win somewhere like 85 to 87 games. Mm. And I, I, th- I think they're going to – I do think they're going to get in. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. The Marlins could suck, and they'll still beat us in the season series. It doesn't really matter. So that's – yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that. And one of the things that I really have thought about the Phillies the last few years, like bullpen issues, all the obvious things <clears> – <throat> is that there's like something just missing from like a team chemistry, a team makeup standpoint. Like when you go out to Arizona last year and you get swept on the road by a 52 win team there, that's, that's, there's something wrong from like a, a, you know, mental makeup standpoint. When you go down to Florida year after year and you can't get up for games against, you know, a middling team in front of 6,000 people, 
that says something about you. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that they worked to correct this year. Not only did they go out and get two guys that can mash to put around Real Muto, Harper, Hoskins, but these guys are killers, man. Like, and I always, I, I use the word like a dog to describe Castellanos, like in a good way, not like a lazy way, but like he's just nasty and plays with so much edge that he, to me, is like the kind of guy that grips you up. And I know it sounds sort of cliche, but like, I really do think like he's a guy that like chews your ass out if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And I think this team has been missing that now for, for a few years. When will the long drive to left field jokes get old in this city with Castellanos? I'm, I'm over it. The day that it, it happened was the, uh, the, the broadcast, the DUI thing uh, with the oh, yeah. pitching coach and everyone just did it. And I was like, today's the day I'm, I'm over it. We, you know, we were talking about that last week where they, they really kind of stretched that theory when he hit his first home run of the spring. And it was the day after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Yeah, like, Can like, you believe yeah. he hit a home run? Yeah. A mere <laughs> 14 hours after that happened. Oh, it's the curse of Castellanos. It's like, all right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough of this nonsense now. Speaking of him being a dog, I saw a great clip today on Twitter of him. I guess he 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 got home on like a uh like a pass ball or something and got up and screamed in the in the Cardinals pitcher's face and like started a huge brawl. It's incredible. Like I, I want that on this team. I want someone like that that really goes nuts. Do you think Philadelphia would like something like that, Pat? I don't know. I don't. We have to see. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Does he get his uniform dirty? I don't. It's like know. Danny Jackson ripping the jersey off and ripping the shirt off. Ninety-three fills, man. Nobody talks about the ninety-three fills. No, no, nobody does. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Yeah, I mean that's definitely been something that I've you know uh, that Schwarber and I mean Castellanos would bring sort of that leadership that the Phillies haven't had. Cause I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like Bryce Harper is not like a guy that's like going to get up. He's more like of a, he's more like a lead by example kind of guy. Like he's not a guy that's gonna, like you said, like chew your ass out. Like Schwarber and Castellanos are, are both very much those types of players. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Castellanos certainly more. So Schwarber's whole thing is like, I've been there before everywhere I go, I win. So he's got a little bit more polish. Castellanos hasn't really won as much, but just the guy that, you know, he, you talked about it, the, the shirt flapping open, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a sight to behold. He's going to hit home runs and he's going to be uh, yelling like, let's fucking go into the dugout. Phillies fans are going to eat it up. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a show. And that's like one of the things, have you guys been watching that uh, winning time on HBO max? Yeah, no, yes. I want to see it. I want to start good. it. Yeah. It's, it's really good, but and I, we're talking about two, I guess, very different things here, but obviously like one of the reasons that team was so much fun was because it was a, it was a show to watch. And, as much as a baseball team in 2022 can be a show, I, I kind of feel like that's what this team is going to be. I mean, wow, it's going to be like watching like a beer league softball team on a Sunday morning. They're going to crush home runs. <laughs> then they're going to drop routine fly balls. They're going to blow games late. Then they're going to win those games late because they're going to hit two more home runs. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to actually be easy to talk about baseball on the radio this year. I mean, like <laughs> these, th- these shows are going to write themselves for these guys this year. Showtime Phillies. Wow. Showtime oh, there Phillies, you go. Baby. I like it. There we go. Just coined here. That's true. I mean, like 07 to 11, it, it, it's just, it's such, it's such a better city and especially a, a better summer when the Phillies are relevant. Like the last couple of years have just been sad. Like everyone has just ri- written them off and you're like, oh, maybe like they can squeak into one of like the 900 wild cards that are there now. 
But like this is a year. This is the year when you're like, okay, like they should finally compete again, and like you said, they should actually be entertaining. Like going to the going down to the ballpark anywhere from 2007 to 2011 was just a treat. Every night it was fun. You never knew. Yeah. You never knew what you're gonna see. Like like you said, you were gonna see home runs. You were gonna see a team that everyone liked to watch. And like I just hope that happens again. Like that has been lacking in this city for the last god 10 years you know it's it's pathetic here's the test and in in that era 07 to 11 on Mm -hmm. a monday night let's say tuesday night in july somebody calls you one of your friends calls you and they say i have tickets then the 200 level they're not that good do you want to go these past five years i would have said no probably 10 out of 10 times from that range of 07 to 11 i would have said yes no matter what it didn't matter it was so Mm, fun going to the to the games and i think it's at least coming back to that unless they're five games under 500 in july which i was praying (laughs) that they are not uh but yeah that that's my my uh my meter there of if do i want to go to the games and the answer right now is absolutely yes yeah i mean everyone talks about baseball being dead and it's a dying sport and like to an extent i i guess i mean if the white Sox and guardians are you like that the guardians They're are nice. playing on a sunday night baseball like are you gonna are you gonna turn that on unless you got drunk and you happen to have like 50 bucks on it like probably probably not <laughs> probably not no um and whereas you know sunday night football it's appointment television you're gonna watch it almost regardless of who's playing so like it's just it's not a game that you're gonna watch from a national perspective most fans aren't going to take in the entire league but when a team is good in your city, like the Phillies are run 35,000 people out in the stands consistently this summer if they live up to the hype. I mean, if they go out there and they mash and they're hovering around first place and they're fun like we expect them to be, I, I think that the Phillies can get back to being a destination, you know, activity, a recreation activity, you know, during the summer. And like you said, I grew up in that era. Like in 07, I was 22 years old. Um, I had just graduated college when they won the World Series. I mean, we would go down there two, three nights a week to hang yeah. out and, and just, yeah. you know, we love the game, but like it was, it was fun. Like you just go down there to bullshit with your friends. And I, I think that there, the city can still do that. I think that the Phillies fans still have that in them, but the team is just not giving them an opportunity to do that for 10 years now. Perfect season to bring back college night, bring it back. <laughs> Phillies. Come on, give the people what they want. Some of the best nights down at the ballpark, whether I remembered them or not. Good old college nights down at CBP. <laughs> Bob, you had to have gone to your fair share of college nights, if I know that, you. I did. And you know what? I mean, even now, if you if if you could go out and tailgate, like, you know, people would go to the games late in the season. They weren't that interested. But, like, you go and have seven to 18 beers and watch the Phillies. It's fun. <laughs> When, when I, I'm not getting to drink beer when I go watch these guys anymore. <laughs> I get I get the uh, the diet Pepsi and I get my uh, Turkey Hill ice cream and that's, that's all. you have to be you on your watch bed. That, watching the Phillies five nights a week stone sober is pretty pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to at least be entertaining for you if you're going to have to do that, Bob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about um, the DH? Is that going to? Oh, I, I feel like everyone's talking about the DH. Going to bring the fans in, right? Seeing this. Um, what what yeah i know what a who who's going to be the dh for the phillies most of the year you think all of them uh, everyone <laughs> just whoever i just think it's going to be like a revolving door i really do i think it's going to be uh i think you'll see a lot of of schwarber a lot of castellanos a lot of hoskins 
I do think, too, that you may see Real Muto because they want to keep these bats in the lineup. And I do think now you can afford to sit a guy like Real Muto, like whereas last year it's like if we don't hit him today, one of our three functional hitters is out of the lineup. Well, now this year it's not like, oh, my God, our, our lineup is absolutely dismal if we take this bat out. But I think they'll try to keep his bat in the lineup at times, use him as a DH, get Harper off his feet at times and use him as a DH. If I had to guess, like, the guy that takes the most at-bats this season is the Phillies DH, it's probably Schwarber. But it'll probably be Schwarber-Castellanos 1-2 in some in some order. Uh, are there any names that we should be aware of as potential call-ups later on in the season? Like, who do you think stands Ooh. a chance Ooh. to get up to the bigs? Love that. I mean, like, you'll probably see a guy that you've already seen, Rafael Marchand. Like, that, that's probably the guy mm. that, that jumps out uh, at some point. There is not a lot of depth in this in this system right now. Like I like some of their younger pitchers. I like the two high school kids that they drafted the last two years, um, Abel and Painter. I mean, but they're multiple years away. With Moniac now up, with Bohm starting the season up, there's not like this next wave of guys coming. You know, like what they have is basically what they have. Like if they have an outfield injury, it's not going to be a young kid that comes up it's going to be Herrera coming back off the IL, you know, like, so there's really not that guy. It's like, keep your eye on him. Like Stott, he's up. So the, the guys that the guys that you would have pointed to are, are already here. So it's really just a matter of, are the guys that are up able to stay? And I think that that's really the, the kind of the question. Um, not to say that there's not like stopgap pieces down there, but there's not some big exciting piece that's going to come where you're like, Oh yeah, like he's here. Is Kingery still in the organization? Is, yeah. Is he, is he just done? He, I mean, he's he, done, right? He, he's in the organization. He cannot play. Mm. Um, and that is – it's interesting that you bring him up. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Bryson Stott. Like, he's a shortstop. Don't play him at third. And, you know, don't move him to second base on days that Gene Segura is off. And it's not fair to the kid. There's two things. I mean, I don't think that, that playing different defensive positions really has much to do with your uh, approach at the plate at all. Right. I mean – there are people that will say otherwise, and, and maybe it creates a little extra stress, a little extra anxiety, doesn't let you necessarily gain like total comfort, but the extent that he struggled for the amount of time that he struggled, like, I'm sorry, you cannot use that as an excuse. And you can't use like, you know, the Phillies broke him as an excuse either. The Phillies are an easy target because they haven't developed players. They have struggled for a long time. There's a lot of reasons you can criticize them, but Scott Kingery didn't pan out in Philadelphia because he didn't, because of Scott Kingery, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of different stories. You know, there's a a ton of different stories out there about, you know, uh, reluctance to work with, you know, suggestions outside hitting coach kind of messing with the swing. There was the COVID situation in which, you know, that kind of derailed his year. There were other injury setbacks. There's just been a lot of different things around him. And when you have nine different things contributing to like why you didn't pan out, the one common denominator is you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the blame falls squarely on him. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think getting all that money guaranteed money early did him any favors either. I mean, it certainly would have done the organization a favor if he actually panned out, but I think that also added to the pressure, which, you know, but Hey, if you, if you, if that's too much pressure for you, then I, I guess you were destined to fail isn't, to begin with. Wouldn't that be the opposite of pressure? You already got paid, but so you're this, like, but you're this hotshot 
prospect that you, uh, know, you haven't proven anything live you up to millions it. upon millions of guaranteed dollars and then you know uh-oh like the if you don't produce he's not just some utility guy that they bring up you know that the fans are expecting to hit like 220 like he's got all this guaranteed money they're expecting you know Utley yeah, 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 God. <laughs> heard that. I heard Utley, the next Utley. It's like, oh, God. Well, it sounds like he's a glass half empty guy. I'm more of a glass half full guy. I would have been, I would, my career would have launched if I got, oh, okay. Once you got that deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, that okay. check hits. All right. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> I was going to say, so, Bob, you've already, you said, you said 85 to 85 to 87 wins. I think I heard that. Uh, you said you expect them to make the playoffs. Wild card, I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's the last? Oh, Ooh, we're not yeah. going to keep you for too much longer because you've been on for a while. We don't want to take please up your get entire this guy night. off. We just want to no, go back. No, no, no. Get him don't out of here. Don't want to uh, take your whole night up here. But one last. We got question. nothing else to talk about after this. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Maybe we'll talk about Zach Campbell again. Um, no. <laughs> going out to Lehigh to, to see. Yes. Con's going to camp out every night. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a, I'm kind of obsessed with him as just a person and just his the public perception of him. But what? So? Break that down for us, please. I can't. I can't. You have like, a, you have like a hair doll or like oh the, God, we're just gonna get into it again. I just I can't stand it. And Remember last like year nice when he fell guy. at the game? Oh, I do. That was great. That was so. That was nice. That was that cool. was so good. That was just like every that was every baseball fan like and their energy at him just like forced him to take a header at CBP and someone get that on national television. Um, what's the lineup going to be, Bob? What are we, what, what are you seeing? And I guess we don't have to go through the whole, but you know, one through seven, what's it going <laughs> to be? Cause I mean, that those are, you know, who, you know, Moniac Stott. I mean, they'll probably be your eight, nine, I would assume. Yeah. You know, what, what are you seeing? Um, I think it's going to be Schwarber, you know, leading mm -hmm. off. I think that's pretty, pretty clear at this point. The, you know, the issues that they've had with on base percentage at the top of the lineup. I mean, he just he resolves that issue. Um, I, I think they're going to hit Real Muto second. Personally, I like Segura in the two. Um, last year, just like looking at their splits and stuff, I don't want to like bore you with the details here, but Segura was a lot better against lefties than Real Muto was. Um, so like to me, like I like having the guy that can kind of punch it through the hole, all that bullshit. Uh, but I think they'll probably go with Real Muto two, uh, Harper three, Castellanos four. I guess they're going to go Hoskins five, Real Muto six, and then Gregorius. So here's the thing, right? Like at the bottom, you're not going to go Gregorius, um, you know, the days that Moniac's playing and Stott. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go like lefty, lefty, lefty. So I think that the bottom of the order is going to depend on who's like is Bohm in the lineup that day. Like, does it break up the lefties a little bit? I've actually seen certain lineups where Hoskins hits as low as seven huh. and it, they move Gregorius up to six, just so you break up that left, right and bounce a little bit. But um, I do think that those first five guys, it's, it's most of the time going to be Schwarber, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, and then, and then probably Hoskins. God, Do you think Hoskins will probably be the one that benefits the most from those guys joining the lineup? I can imagine like him being five or even six, having those guys hitting ahead of him has to be huge for him. I, I do. I think a lot of people have said that this will take a lot off of Bryce Harper, but I actually think Bryce Harper likes it, you know, like saying like, put it on me. Like right. he showed last year he's capable of doing that. So I think Hoskins is a guy that presses. I think that he really 
you know, I, I've been actually pretty critical of him. So what I'm about to say, I hope doesn't come across like I'm, I'm kissing ass, but I think he's a guy that desperately wants to win. I think he feels like that he owes something to this city to help it win. Like I really do. And that's not, you can't say that about every player. I think that he wears it. Like, I think that he wears failure. I think it drives him nuts. And I think that having some guys there that have experience that can take that off of him a little bit could be hugely beneficial to him. What did he say in the press conference last year? Didn't he say something that people got all pissed off about? Hoskins. Probably Wasn't it something probably about, like, we probably talked oh, about Oh, yeah, it. right about – he said right about the good things, too. Oh, yeah, right that about was good. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't. No, I agree with you. I, I feel like I said at the time – which mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll deny that I said this, mm-hmm. I felt the same thing. I think it's a good thing that he gets frustrated with the media and frustrated in general and wears his emotion. I don't remember yeah. you ever saying <laughs> yeah. that, ever. I ever, ever, that. ever. You I did not. That. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jim Salisbury did like a retort to that uh, like a day or two later, and it was like, oh, but we'll focus on the good things. You know, it was like they went out and played a horrible <laughs> game after that. And By the way, I'm really looking forward to seeing Jim Salisbury in the mm. press box uh, this uh, season after Kevin – uh, absolutely annihilated him on the MVP voting. That was fun. Oh, do you remember that one? I do. Does anyone, he... ever, does anyone ever bring up that stuff to you, Bob? I know you said Eskin didn't, but has anyone ever come up to you and been like, like what the hell are they doing over there crossing? Broad? There was some skepticism about like our presence in a press box when I first started going over there. Like it was kind of like, hey, is this guy going to like write crazy shit? Is he going to like take pictures of things he shouldn't take pictures of? Is he going to like dime out conversations? Like I will tell you my first year there was a writer and I was there and like, I was pretty friendly with a couple of the other writers. He looked over and said to me, he's like, I'm going to say something. Do I have to worry about showing it up on your fucking blog tomorrow? And it was like so out of line and the guy knew it. And I was pretty pissed. And later that night, he actually came back to me. He was like, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. And he apologized, which was nice. Um, So I do think early on, there was definitely some like, you don't belong here. You're not, you know, you're a blogger, you know, and I'm not. Um, I, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, there is definitely a little bit of that to answer your question. Is this all Kincaid? Kincaid's just <laughs> going after. I mean, what, what is going on? He's stirring like, stuff I mean, up. So, Salisbury, I guess, like did a his MVP vote. And, you know, he he had Harper. I believe he had Harper one. And then whoever the runner up was, I mean, whatever. Whoever the runner up was, I think he voted down like four or five. And Kincaid was basically like, he did that on purpose. He like lacks integrity. It was like really hardcore. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to talk to this guy. I like this man. He's like an institution in the city of Philadelphia. Everyone loves him. What are we doing? Oh, and he, just, funny. he just murdered him. And I'm like, <laughs> can't wait to see Jim in the spring. You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's definitely some holdover from people that still think like Kyle runs it. And it's just like, you know, this the salacious blog that it was of the, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, uh, you know, you do a great job with the Phillies. Kevin does a great job uh, with the Sixers, of course. Um, you know, Ant and Russ tackle the Flyers, but who gives a shit about the Flyers? So have you ever had oh, have you ever had Anthony on? Have you ever yeah, had we, had, we had Ant and Russ on a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Weeks. Yeah, months. Right? Mon- was it months ago? Oh, oh, probably yeah. last, well, maybe it was probably last year. 
Right. It was we like no, it was like three it's weeks when, ago. It's when they were in the bubble, making the playoff run too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we talked hockey. Uh, yeah. I'm sure nobody listened to it because nobody cares about hockey in the city anymore. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was good. We uh, they 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 were like, oh, we got to have you guys on. Still waiting for that invite. Yeah, still waiting happens. for that invite <laughs> on Snow the Goalie. It's all right. It's coming. It's okay. <laughs> Russ and Ant do a good job. Bundy, I don't know. I don't know about Bundy, but we'll see. Oh, I have a question for you, Bob. Okay. What What is your take this year on Zach Eflin? Are you still at oh. Cy, Young, Cy Young number one uh, as like the top thing that he's going to go to or what? I, I like <laughs> Zach Eflin. I know. I know. <laughs> he got hurt because he always okay. gets hurt. It's the well, same thing. I mean, that's a problem. He's just he, the, the injury issues are a problem. I, you know, I thought that he did a nice job last year. Then he got hurt. Um, he looked really good this spring. Is he going to get hurt? I don't know. Uh, listen, I, I still think he's a, a nice middle, you know, three, four type guy on this team. He's you, you're, you're four, I guess, maybe you're five. Um, you could do a lot worse than that. Uh, so I will defend right. the honor of Zach. God damn right, well, it. we, we, and we keep saying last question, but I got one more for you. Bob. Can, how are the Phillies going to recover from the loss of, Vincent Velasquez this season. That's what I want. You going to recover? How's your content? How's your <sighs> baseball content? I know it's like fifty percent. Are you going to follow, follow his career? Uh, people have said people. I I have gotten tweets that said, "Are you going to follow the Velasquez stat anymore?" And I said, "I don't know. I think I might have to retire. He's not in the Phillies anymore. I'm I'm not going to watch him or follow his box scores on the. He's on the White Sox now, right?" Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it dies. It dies with him not being in the city anymore. I'm sorry. I got to say, Vince was always a nice, nice guy to me personally, but uh, I will not miss watching, watching his starts in person. You won't miss two and a half hours of two and two thirds inning pitched, <laughs> five earned runs, six Ks. Hoping he's that he's turning the corner. He always had yeah, that exactly. gem. Though. He'd always have a gem. Yeah, you never right. know. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I saw you tweet about uh, the new food at the uh, at the stadium. Did you get invited to that event where you got to try everything? Is this oh. a setup? Is this a setup? Uh, no. Actually, I didn't. Uh, I, I did not go. Uh, I, our social media guy very desperately wanted to go. Uh, I don't. I don't think that Crossing Brawl was extended the uh, come try the hamburgers and hmm. fried chicken uh, invite. Hmm. Really? That seems like a. Perfect I would not have gone uh, for the record, mm-hmm. but I do believe that our social guy, uh, Grizzy, would have would have gone. I think he wanted to go very <laughs> much. Uh, so are you pro maybe, or pro or anti uh, Mac and Mancos being there or Manco and Mancos? Are you uh, are you guys Manco and Manco guys? Like, are I you am afraid that you're going like to ruin the integrity like of Manco and Manco by bringing it to the stadium. No, well, the integrity is yeah. already ruined when they committed like tax fraud for like 50 <laughs> years. So I, I think that's OK. <laughs> I can't wait to see those lines. That, that'll be fun. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Anything else for Bob? We just end the show. Let's just end the show. We yeah, went, let's we went long. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anything else for Bob? Have a good opening day, everyone. Thanks for coming, Woo! Bob. Bobo. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for again, having me. Like, we like, do it around the All-Star break or something? A little mid-season check-in? Yeah. Yeah, we, I think it. we wanted to do it last year, and then the season went so poorly, we just said, let's not <laughs> <Right> do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's take a week off. Let's get it back to the Eagles. <laughs> when Joe Girardi gets fired mid-season, then we'll have you back on, all right? Yeah. That sounds good. All right. All right, boys. That's it for us. All right. Goodbye, Goodbye. everyone. Bye.